1: Yeah, well, welcome once more to Blog Talk Radio and to The Catch. And uh, we are really excited today. We're glad to have you. Um, We do believe we can make it better, but that's only because we are following Christ. And uh, his life is in us, and the Holy Spirit is the one who makes things better. We just uh, go along with the program, we show up, we look to see what he's got next. And uh, that's, a, that's been quite a life, I think, for a lot of us. And um, we have had the joy of having some wonderful people uh, on this show as, as guests. And uh, today we have that, uh, actually a, a return guest um that we're going to be talking for the next number of weeks with a number of people from from the Jesus movement and uh, from the primarily the music side of things, although I hope we're going to get some other folks too but um, we're we're talking because we believe that uh, something is coming and uh because we were around when this happened once, um, we think these are the people to talk to. And so that's why today we are very excited to have Barry McGuire back with us. Barry, of course, uh, has had quite a career with a, a, a big hit with Eve of Destruction in the 60s and and then uh, sang with the Christie Minstrels and then his own career of... Uh, Uh, for a number of years in Christian music. And uh, then uh, he kind of has been lately carving out his own thing, putting both sides of that career together and doing concerts, house concerts, wherever, uh, and uh, wherever he's invited, um, having uh, the chance to just really do all the music out of his repertoire, whatever he wants to do. Sounds it. it uh, we'll have him talk maybe a little bit about that uh, once we get going. But um, for now, I just would like you to uh, welcome Barry McGuire back to the Catch um, Blog Talk Radio. Barry, welcome.
0: Hey John, how are you?
1: I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Good, good. Where After where are day you? Day where, where where are
0: you? Where are you right now?
1: Well, at this very minute, I'm in Laguna Beach. And, oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I I. Because I they the, had a New you know, York phone number here, on.
0: and I thought, well, where's John? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know that comes from the studio, uh, on, and since everything's on computer here, that's where. Oh, I I gotcha. come from New York. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. That's these, days with, with and, uh, phones, these days
0: with cell phones. These days with cell phones, you call somebody, you never know where they're gonna be.
1: You never know, and. Uh, but Barry, a, a late, a, a late happy birthday to you. Um, well, thank you. I understand. Yeah, three days ago, you you turned. Is it all right if I tell everybody how old you oh, are? Oh
0: yeah, hey man, I'm I'm <laughs> proud to have made it. Yeah, 83, 82. Excuse me. 80. 80 I'm into my 83rd 80. year. I just had my 82nd okay. birthday. Okay. Yep. So, all right. So 83 year 82 years ago today, I was three days old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: That is so great, and and you're doing good. It sounds like um, Barry, are you still are you still singing?
0: Uh, no, I don't sing anymore. I've I've uh, I no longer uh, have a public uh, life. I've uh, retired from the public, and uh, you know, I've okay. spent, i spent spent forty years on the road with my wife. We've been married forty three years, and we've probably only spent about thirty of those forty three years to you know, I mean. 15 of them together, and the rest of the time I was out on the road. So uh, I thought I would give these last few years, you know, I'm 82. What have I got? Another 10, 15 years at the most. So we just thought, hey, let's just hang out together for as long as we've got left.
1: Well, that is great. And you feel good about that.
0: Oh, I, I can't believe it. Yep. I am so fulfilled yeah, just doing what I'm doing, you know, just hanging out with my wife. I mean, 43 years, we still have pillow fights when we make the bed in the morning, you know, it's just, but she's, you know, she's, (laughs) she's like a pit bull, you know, I mean, she gets her teeth into something, whether it's a pillow fight, whatever it is, and and, uh, I I just have to stop, you know, and just let her, you know, throw the pillow at me, because she would fight with the pillows until feathers were falling in the room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she, she will not give up, you know <laughs>
1: now yeah. that's One of the proof, well, the proof of that
0: Is she's, she's with me after 43 years Yeah
1: Yeah, that's, that's something I know what that means uh, She won't let go, yeah, yeah. You. But I bet um, uh, I, I, I bet that guitar Is not uh, completely hung up On the wall No, and, I've got uh, a little rack so, for it Next
0: to my favorite chair And I pick it up every day And
1: you know, play a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah, and so we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see, because um, I know I know that uh, it's in your blood. So that music is so important. But uh, I love the idea that you're just going to be spending these years with your your wife and your your family. So that sounds very cool. It is um, cool. Well. Barry, um, we want to pick your brain a little bit in the sure. next few Pickling. minutes. So let's get going because we don't, we don't have a lot of time. And yeah. um, I really, we're, we, as, as you have read and some of the things I've sent you recently, we're, we really are feeling like there's something in the wind. And, um, but we don't know what it is. Um, but we want to talk to some of the people like you, um, who were around when this happened 45, 40, 45 years ago uh, when we went through uh, the Jesus movement. And, um, you know, you have stayed consistent. And uh, I think, I, I think you, you would agree with me that what we started um, in the late 60s, early 70s was actually... Um Probably a major influence in what later became a kind of Christian subculture in in, in our in our society and uh, um, you know Christian music turned into a big enterprise and what i 've noticed with a lot of the early Jesus music people is they they might have been involved in that for a while. I think we all were for a while. But I think eventually they ended up steering clear of that whole thing. And, well, it's interesting. Um, Any, I wanted, anything, I wanted, John, I to Talk about that.
0: Yeah, it seems like, John, that. anything that men get their hands on, it eventually is corrupted. You know, it may be the most, uh, uh, you know, they may have the highest intentions to start off with, of doing the right thing for God. You know, we're going to do a mighty work for God. And then off they go doing the mighty work for God. And then all of a sudden uh, money starts coming in and uh, all of a sudden blessings start pouring in. And all of a sudden they're buying buildings and building buildings and buying houses and cars and condominiums. And first thing you know, uh, well, not first thing, but a ways down the road, maybe five, eight years, down the road 10 years down the road the money becomes and we've seen it over and over and over again on huge mega ministries that started from scratch started with all the right motives but then 10 15 years later it all just turns rotten you know because Mm. men have gotten their hands and and that's what we do that's you know and that's why for me i had to just back off step out you know and or die actually dive into the deep end of the pool that's one time uh Somebody told me Chuck Mm -hmm. Smith's brother said that. Well, McGuire's gone off the deep end, and I thought, Well, (laughs) praise (laughs) the God, yes, I have, man, I've gone off the deep end, you know. I mean, I'm tired of the shallow water. Give me deep under deep. I want the bottomless depths Mm -hmm. of God, you know. Mm -hmm. But but Mm -hmm. I just had to take a step back, and I just the whole. I don't know what the word is, but you know the, the 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 business end of religion. I don't care whether it's the music yeah. business of it, the book business, booksellers, conventions, uh the huge ministries that become mega ministries, 40, fifty thousand 50,000 people around the world, 100,000 people. It's just, you know, it's just, I can't, for me, I, I, I can't, I'm not comfortable with that. I love small groups, I love small churches, I love, uh, you know where you know everybody, and everybody knows your name. You know, and uh, yeah, <laughs> sounds like sounds like that old yeah. TV show, doesn't it? You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, it's just, yeah. I just, and I, 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 I don't. I tell Mario, I said, I'm, ne- I'm never gonna have, I'm never gonna. We don't. People say, what church do you go to? Well, we are, we are the church. We don't go to church. We are the church. Mm-hmm. We are, we are living members in this in the temple of God. Each one of us. You know, Christ said, wherever two or more gathered in my name, we're in church right now. Christ is in you. Christ is in me. Christ is in everyone that's listening to this program. So that wherever two or more are gathered, he is in the midst of this conversation. He's in me. He's in you. He's in them, the listeners. You know, so we're always in church. We are the church. You know, so we we say say what church you go to. And we say you mean what's the name hanging over the front door of the building where the people of God assemble? <laughs> Is that what you want to know? Because that's not the church. You know, oh, we're going to the church. Yeah. No, you're not going to. The, you're going to the building where the church assembles. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's just these little yeah. things that have gotten out of balance and and which take our focus off the reality. Yeah. For Christ says I am crucified daily and yet I live but it's not me that lives, it's Christ that lives in me. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. And you said just a minute ago that you know that we're followers we're following Jesus. Well a guy asked me the other day if I still follow Jesus and I said, No, I'm sorry I don't follow Jesus anymore And he says, You don't? I said, No, I said I'm in Christ. I'm in him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference between following somebody and then being living in someone, you know, or walking, mm-hmm. you walk with Christ. No, I don't walk with Christ. I walk in Christ. You know, do you live for Jesus? No, I don't live for Jesus. I live in Jesus. See, it's just a little subtle thing. A subtle that doesn't That's sound like it, it's. It's like saying to somebody, you know, you, when, you're, when you're engaged to someone, you love them, you're faithful to them, you know, you lay down your life for them. But at the end of the day, you go home alone because you're just engaged. And I think there are thousands, maybe millions of people who are engaged to Jesus, but they go home alone because they're just engaged. And, and at these, Jesus says, many will come and say, Lord, Lord, and he's going to say, I'm sorry, what was your name? Well, who are you? I, I, I never knew you, you know, because they never, they, never, they never surrendered. They never entered into the bridal chamber of their heart and consummated their and laid down their life in Christ and became one with Christ. Total surrender. Your engagement is commitment, but marriage is surrender. So how many people are listening to this show today? Are, are you surrendered to Christ or are you engaged? Are you married? Are you totally surrendered to the moving of the Holy Spirit in your life, to the hand of God in your life? I've got a song. It's the most powerful song I've ever did, John. It's on YouTube. If anyone wants to hear it, just go to Barry McGuire on YouTube, type in the search engine and put not my will, and it says it all. It says it all. I'm mm. really, you know, the lyric it just says, I'm not asking you to change my situation, for I know it is my heart that needs to change. You know, and as soon as my heart changes, I don't care. The situation doesn't bother me anymore. You know, mm. Jesus said, the prince of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. He has nothing in me. Don't you want to be able to say that? the prince of this world is coming in he has nothing, there's nothing in me that belongs to this world I mean I look at what's going on in the world and it's like I'm in a spaceship riding just out in orbit around the the planet of course my orbit is about three feet off the ground (laughs) because my feet are on the ground so I have a very low orbit but I am orbiting the planet I'm not a part of it my kingdom is not of this world I live in a different space I live in Christ within myself you know and so I don't have a dog in the race. I look at the political scene. I look at the the spiritual arena with all the different things that are going on. You know, I, I look at the, the the physiological reality. What's happening to the world? The geotech. What's happening with the with volcanoes and earthquakes and tsunamis? You know, I look at the the threat of uh, atomic war of, of all the battles between the nations and the United Nations and. What's happening in the economy with the, the world government and the one world money system and the one world government and and I know it's all coming we've known it for years, and we say you know, like you just said, you know uh, that something is, ha- is about to happen what's well, happening it's not about to happen mm-hmm. it is happening mm-hmm. it's it's all happening you know it's right now it's taking place all around us, you know, and it's just really the most exciting time i'm i I'm so happy wow that I am still alive to witness this happening what's taking place right now.
1: Yeah, how do you think how do you think we can be prepared, Barry? For what's okay, happening, there's no way we can. Right That's now. a good
0: question, John. That's a, because there's no way, and I you know what I ha- I used to preach this in churches and pastors told mm-hmm. me they never wanted me to come back to their church again because I scared the people. You know? So okay, <laughs> so I stopped telling the people. But I'll tell you now because I'm old and it doesn't matter. Nobody invites me to churches anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's
0: no way we can prepare for what's coming in the natural world. We can buy a 20- or 30-year food supply. We can go up in the mountains and buy a property next to a river with a generator running mm-hmm. on a wheel in the water. You know We can dig caves and give everything prepared for what the coming Holocaust That's not going to happen. It's not going to make it. It's not going to work. You know? I mean, there's nowhere we can run. There's nowhere we can hide in the natural world. The only place we can go is into Christ. That's the only, and Christ lives within us. Christ lives within us.
1: Yeah. And, Yeah. and, And,
0: you know, Christ, what does he say? He says, the first thing to do. What's the first thing he said to do? He says, the first thing that you need to do is the first thing is to find the kingdom of God. First, find you the kingdom of God. That's the first commandment. Find the kingdom of God. Yeah. So where, and then he goes on later on to tell us where the kingdom is. He says the kingdom of God is within you. Yeah. Hey? So and he says, how do you find the kingdom of God? You go into your prayer closet. He says, don't pray on the street corners, like the you know, don't don't pray in public. Don't pray in the, in the restaurants when you're praying for your food so everybody can see, oh, look at those people over there praying for their food. Don't pray in school, on the schoolyard, in the schoolroom. He says go into your prayer closet and close the door where nobody can see you pray, and what you ask for in secret will be given to you openly. You know, mm. so, so mm. we make a big thing wow. of we're going to have a prayer, man. they're all going to get together. You know, no, go into your prayer closet, yeah. and where we are in our prayer closet, and when it's dark, yeah. and we close our eyes, and we and we focus in, focus in. That's where the kingdom of God. every I see so many people raising their hands. Oh God, God is not out there. We don't need. If we did anything with our hands, we should cross them over our heart because God is within yeah. us. You know, these yeah. are just my observations. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. We all observe things over the years, and, and, and what I'm saying may not make any sense to a lot of people, but it makes sense to me. And, I, and since I have – and, since I, and I, I, mean, I know there are areas in my life – in fact, I just found one the other day where I, 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 I saw something within me that was not godly, you know? And, and, I, and I started to blame a situation that happened, and I thought, well, if they had done what they were supposed to do, then I wouldn't have had to do what I did because what I did was wrong. He was wrong, but I didn't want to admit that, that that. I mean, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't want it. I thought, I, but it's there, and then God showed me, no, you did it. You did it, Barry.
1: <laughs> it wasn't a big yeah. thing.
0: It was It's just I changed the timer on a swimming pool, you know, but I shouldn't have done it, you know, and but then I wanted to blame the guys, the pool guys that didn't, they were supposed to do it, they didn't do it, but be, just because they didn't do it didn't mean I was supposed to do it. <laughs> So I broke the rules, <laughs> and I tried to blame them, but I you know, so God showed me that that was not the way Jesus does stuff, so it gets really mm-hmm. fine tuning John it gets really fine tuning yeah. yeah.
1: you know i, I asked yeah. people
0: I used to when i was when I was invited when like i say, i 'm not invited anymore, but uh, I used to I used to sing, "I surrender all," and the whole congregation would sing with me, "I surrender all." All to thee, my friend I would say, isn't that a beautiful song? Oh, yes, everybody said. How many of us have sung it before? Oh, everybody would raise their hand. I said, well, how many of us have done it? Oop, got real quiet. Maybe 20 or 30 people out of 200 people would raise their hand. If they sing, they've surrendered all. And then I would say, wow, say, well, how many people here are living a stress-free life? Nobody raised their hand fact nervous laughter would ripple through the congregation yeah yeah, stress-free oh yeah 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 you know well, wait a minute we should we should be the most stress-free people on the face of the earth cast what i mean is this a suggestion or a commandment cast all your cares upon me you think that's if you feel like it or that's a commandment you got to do it jesus said you know Cast all your cares upon me. So if we've cast all our cares upon him, well, then that means we're stress-free. We haven't got a care in the world. We've given them all to Christ. And so when we feel stressed in our lives, and I've said this in congregation before, you know, when, when you feel st- stress is a wonderful little meter that God has given us on the dashboard of our heart. And when that little needle starts to move, the stress needle starts to move in your life, and I'm saying this to every person listening to this show, when your stress needle starts to move, that means that you there's something within you, something living within you that doesn't trust God. And God will create a situation, let me tell you, sure. because he wants us to be free of all of that. And people say, oh, that Satan is attacking me. No, he's not. God has created a situation to prove to you that he loves you and that he's all you need. But you have to surrender to the situation before God can provide what you need. You have to surrender to him, you know, and say, okay, God, I know that, like the song I just mentioned, Not My Will, you know, it says, I, I'm not asking you to change my situation, for I know it is my heart that needs to change. You know, your love will be revealed as I trust in you to those who see me passing through this flame. You're either you're my sovereign God or you're just a fantasy. You're either in control or you're not. Is God in control? Do you think mm-hmm. God gets up every morning and arm wrestles the devil? The game is over. The battle's been won. Christ is the victor, you know? And we're going through all these fighting the devil and fighting the demons. And, you know, it's over. What a waste of time. Yeah. Once you, once wow. you surrender into Christ, there is no more fight. There's no more stress. Whether I live or die, I was in the Philippines, and Ferdinand Marcos was kicked out of, out of the nation the night he left in a submarine. You know, and there was guns going off in the street, and the and the people that brought that invited me there took me out to a little farmhouse in the edge of town and hid me, you know, because you know when you look like me, there's no place to hide in the Philippines, man.
1: <laughs> but
0: they all knew I was a Yank, but uh, that night, God just, I mean, that's when I was praying. Oh God, I don't want to die in the Philippines. I was on my knees in my little bedroom there, playing, praying, praying. And and I said, I don't want to die in the Philippines. And I just felt this little whisper in my heart, say, Barry, don't you trust me with your life? And, of course, Mm. I said, of course, God, I I trust you with my life. Mm -hmm. And then the little whisper went on to say, well, do you trust me with your death? Whole different Mm. question, man. And it staggered Mm. me. It stopped me. I just fell my face into the mattress on my knees. And I'm, oh, this is it, isn't it? This is it. Mm. God's brought me here to take me home. And then, and, but then when I thought about it for a minute, John, I just thought a minute, and I went, well, wait a minute. Of course I trust you with my death. Of course I do. And as soon as I spoke those words in my heart and out of my mouth, man, this mm-hmm. weight, this shadow just flew off of me, man. And I came up off the floor dancing, dancing.
1: Wow. Praise
0: God. Wow. Free. Of course I trust him with my death. If this is my time to die, man, mm-hmm. Hallelujah.
1: <laughs> that's wonderful that's great. that's great you know
0: I mean you know, when the stress meter starts to move you know there's something in yeah. you that God is wanting to point out and you just say What's, oh, what is it point. where is this stress coming from where what is this and God will show it to you and when, as soon as he does say Lord take this mm-hmm. from me I mm-hmm. give this to you and I trust you with my life I trust you. Wow. My, my house is burned down in California. I trust you. My, 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 my family has been burned to death. I trust you with this, God. I trust you with this. You're bigger than all yeah. of this. Yeah. You know, whatever catastrophes come down on us, man, whatever's going on, we do our best. We live in this bubble of Christ, and we do our best to let, let the love of God. One, one time a guy, was, well, I was talking to a guy about the source. You know, about this, I, I was trying to find a word for God that would more represent God than the word God. God is such a, an archaic word. And I was thinking, you know, like, do you believe in God? Well, what is God, you know? And I, was, and I was reading a book, and it says that everything came out of nothing. It was a science magazine. It says, so therefore nothing must be something because everything came out of it. But we don't know what it is, so we call it, we could just call it nothing. I thought, well, I know the nothing that everything came out of. That's my creator, God. God, you know, God, is, they call it nothing, but I know it's, it's, so I thought, well, what's the word I can use? And then I thought, well, what does everything come from the source? Everything, the source, everything comes from the source. Well, what is the source? Well, to me, that's my God. And so I said, oh, I mm-hmm. want to be a sorcerer. I want to be a sorcerer. And then I caught, ugly. I thought, ooh, that's weird. That sounds like a sorcerer. And I said, I don't want to yes. be a sorcerer. What the heck? And so I started thinking, well, what's the difference between a sorcerer and a sorcerer? And I realized, sitting there on the airplane, looking out the window, that a sorcerer has no agenda. A sorcerer is an open, an open window, a porthole, through which God's energy, his love, can flow. Without any, any, any reason, rhyme or reason, God just flows through me, anything you want to do, I don't care, just use me, paint me into the picture, paint me out of the picture, I'm just a paint in a bucket, do whatever you want to do with me. But a sorcerer has an agenda. A sorcerer will actually use the word of God to build his own kingdom, to build his universities and his hospitals and his orphanages. And they're doing the right thing. Lord, Lord, look at all we've done in your name. We've cast out demons. We've healed the sick. And Jesus says, I'm sorry I never knew you, because they were doing it on, they had an agenda. They had an agenda. And the reason Christ, I think, spoke in parables when he was in the street he said, I only speak parables because if they heard the truth, then they would change and they would follow. They would be forgiven from their sins. But the reason they would change would not be because they were broken in their heart. It would be because they, we would see that they could use this gospel to build their, their little kingdom and live in their little kingdom in the name of Jesus. We've done all this in mm-hmm. Jesus' name. You know, and that's how the corruption happens, from my perspective. It all starts off in Jesus' name, but the bigger it gets, and hey, the word of God is powerful, and people can use it selfishly, and people surrender to it, and then people follow it because it's the truth. But people use it. They've hijacked. This is my own thoughts. I think people have hijacked the message of Christ to build their own little fiefdoms all over the world, their own little kingdoms, mm-hmm. yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Until they had these big mega, uh, uh, you know, like, like uh, the, the, the mm-hmm. Catholic Church and the, the Lutheran Church and the Methodist Church and the, the, all these denominations, they're all yeah. these little kingdoms built in His we have, name. We
1: have empires. We have empires, empires built in His name. God. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. Yeah. built yeah. in His name. I mean, I went to. Um, I, oh, I could tell you stories that I'd no sense telling. But <laughs> uh, let me ask
1: you, Barry. I want to ask you uh, one more one more question because we've been thinking. Marty and I've been doing a lot of thinking about this one, um, and this has to do with how how God used us in, during the Jesus movement, and you know how how great it was. The Spirit just moved, just like you said. You no agenda, open the door, um, and out, yep. out would come the words to say and the presence yep. of the Lord. But then then that 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 was over. That that closed down and. And like we said earlier, you know, the whole scene changed. You want to know why? Um, uh, well, no, no. I don't know. I want to know why. What I want to <laughs> know is uh, this: is what I, I want to know whether we, because uh, we've been, we've been thinking that you know a lot. Uh, the time we've been spending with a, a lot of some of the Jesus people has has. There's been a pain there. There's been like like, like we haven't been healed or like, like Marty says, like there's a ghost walking around inside of me, like God used me really mightily. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, I was on the shelf and he, he wasn't using me, or I felt more like I was in a wilderness. And what we've wondered is maybe, maybe we never really closed that whole thing off, you know? Um, do we, need, do we need a closure on the Jesus movement so that we can move on and do what we're supposed to do now? Do you feel absolutely. any of that, Barry?
0: I, from the top of my head, I would say yes, absolutely. This is not then. People are always wanting to, yeah. to do interviews, write books all on what happened back. Forget what happened back then. What is Christ doing now? What is Christ mm-hmm. doing now in me, in you, in people now that are that are hungry? That, that they just like you said, there's a ghost living inside of them. Well, that ghost is something that has never been resolved. And there's and see what happened back then from my perspective, is that we all got swept into the churches. We, you know, the Jesus movement started outside of the church. It mm-hmm. started with a bunch yeah. of dope smoking hippies reading the Bible and taking God mm-hmm. at His word. You know, and waking up to the reality of Christ, and and when I when I woke up to the reality of Christ, I said, oh well, Jesus is the answer, and so I thought, well, where is Jesus? Well, I guess Jesus must be in the churches because they're all Christian churches. So I started going to church, and all of a sudden, I wasn't in the street anymore. I was in the church mm. learning all the doctrine, the doctrine, and and then I, and because I was a singer, I would go to one church, and they would, they would share one kind of doctrine, and then I'd go to another church, a different denomination, and they would share a different kind of doctrine, and they would say the doctrine that I just heard in the church I was just in was, was of the devil, and their doctrine was the true doctrine. You know, and then all of a sudden, I got into all these denominational differences, and I thought, what in the world is going on here? And all these people loved God. I mean, they would stand up there and weep in the pulpit in their love for God, and yet they would condemn other people's doctrines. And so here we were now, hmm. caught up in the doctrinal wars. Is the world really 8,000, 6,000 years old? Or is it millions of years old? You know, did Adam and Eve, were they really created in the garden? You know, or, or you know, who did Cain, who did, uh, who did Abel, Cain marry? And if he went and built a city, well, who built the city? Where did the people come from? And who was living it? There was only him and, and his sister. I guess he married his sister because, you know, he, you know, all these unanswered questions, but then they all had doctrinal answers for him, and you push him under the carpet and you don't ask those questions. Mm. so we all got caught up we got caught up in the dogma of christianity and we were no longer our hearts are not being inflamed by the power of christ in the living moment the sacred moment that we live in right now this sacred moment that we are using right now to discuss this topic this is the moment Mm. of christ not the doctrines of yesterday Crisis, they told me a guy a guy from 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 uh, I don't want to say the name of the church, but they said, we have a saying around here if it's new, it's not true.
1: Mm. Wow. that was
0: their doctrine that's a big huge church in Southern California. Yeah, well, if it's new, it's not wow. true, and this church is only about forty years old, you know that, wow. I mean, and I, and I said, man it's new every morning if it's not new, it's not true. <laughs> The newest thing there is is God. And God is new every second. This second has never been before. Now it's gone. Now there's another second. You know? And now it's gone. And now there's another second. You know, we are pressing into Christ every moment of our life. We are in Christ and pressing, pressing into the future as it unfolds in front of us and, and, and consumes us. And then we move into the next moment that unfolds and consumes around us, and we just keep moving into Christ. You know, and, and that's what happened. And, and, and we've lost our, I think, I know I did for a long time until just a few years ago when I discovered the the, the secret is in surrender to Christ. And what, and what is Christ? What is God? You know, people say, well, what is God's will? Well, God's will is what we're experiencing right now. This is God's will for my life. God has created this moment for me to experience so I could learn to trust him. You know, and, and I've been in some really hairy moments, man, where I didn't know if I was going to get out alive or not. And God said, and I said, well, yeah. what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm praying, God, what can I do? And God, and and John, these are God's words that were whispered in my heart. What do you usually do? And I thought, well, I just trust you. And then the next thing was like a hum, like a, like a, like a, <laughs> a grandfather with his arm going pat, patting me on the back, going hum. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you just want me to trust you? Hum. <laughs> oh, okay. And then I remember one time I was in an airport and I was standing there and I, and I was, and I, my plane had been canceled. I had supposed to be 200 miles away for a concert. And then I was standing there praying, what am I going to do? And God spoke and didn't you pray for faith? And I said, well, yeah. And these are many, 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 many lessons over the last 40 mm-hmm. years. And I said, well, yeah, I did. And God says, well, I'm giving it to you. Watch what happens. So I'm waiting in line mm-hmm. to get my suitcase back from the airline and the guy in front of me, and so I actually stepped back to look around the the airport to see what was going to happen, to see what God was going to do. And when I stepped back, the guy in front of me must have felt me move. And he turned around, and he's in a business suit and a tie and, you know, like a $500 briefcase. And, you know, and I'm in all hippie garb and mountain boots and, <laughs> you know, and I've just, just saved. I'm about two years in Christ. <clears throat> and he turns around, and he sees me standing there, and he goes, well, he says, I guess I'm going to have to drive down to wherever it was, of Lincoln or someplace. And uh, he says, would you like a ride? And I said, oh, I'd love one. And so I, so I got in. The, he rented a car, drove me, and, I, and driving down there, I got to tell him my whole story of being in show business and what had happened and how corrupt I became, and how Christ had led me out of it. And, you know, and, 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 he, and he, was, he says, you know, he says, he said he was telling me about his life and his wife and his kids and his success in the home and, and everything. so. He says, but there's something missing. And when he said there's something missing, that's when I got to tell him my story. And he took me right to the auditorium where I was supposed to do a show that night. And when I got there, the people were walking up and down on the sidewalk. They are praying, oh, God, what are we going to do? The flight was canceled. All these people are here. And we pulled up, and they saw me getting out. They go, oh, praise the Lord. Mary's here. And I said, well, I guess you guys are <laughs> praying for faith, too. Because that's what you do. When, when you pray for faith, yeah. man, hang on to your hat. Buckle your seatbelt, wow. because it's all hell's going to break loose. Wow. And it's going to be, God's wow. going to say, do you trust me in this? Do you trust me in this? Can you trust me with this? And if that little stress meter is moving, then there's something in you that doesn't trust him. And that's Mm -hmm. that's our opportunity for for open-heart surgery and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and take that little And if you ask God, what is this thing? God has taken me back time and again to the very moment that that spirit of mistrust entered my being. When I was a little kid, when I was in high school. Somewhere along the line, somebody lied to me, somebody used me. In this spirit of mistrust, don't trust them, don't trust them. Watch out, you know. And, and there it was to huh. be seen. And I said, God, take this from my heart. I don't want this living in me. And wow, phew, the surgery is done. And we wow. talk about the freedom that passes all understanding, John. Just a peace that passes all understanding. So I can look at the world. I can look at what's happening. You know, I know it's all temporary. Everything you have now. I mean, your love. For, I know your love for Mari because I know my love for Mari. You know, and
1: mm-hmm. yet we know we're going to mm-hmm. lose
0: each other. We know I'm going to probably. I've got. You know, I'm 82. What have I got three, five more years, ten? Am I going to live to 92? I doubt it. Not very many people do. Or she could. You know, we're all the people we love, the things we love. My my granddaughter just lost her baby kitten. Died yesterday. They buried it last night. And she was weeping and crying, and we had to,
1: mm-hmm. say, well,
0: honey, mm-hmm. you know, that's what makes the, these moments so precious, because we know we're going to lose them. We can't mm. hang on to mm. them. And that's what makes every night when Maury and I sit down on the couch together and she puts her feet in my lap and I tickle her feet. And we'll watch some mm-hmm. silly television show or something and just sit there, the two of us together, and I'll squeeze her toes and, and just look at her. And she looks at me, unspoken, deep, deep, deep unto deep love. And knowing mm-hmm. that, that, that there will come a day when her feet won't be in my lap or she won't have mm-hmm. a lap to put her feet in, my, my chair mm-hmm. will be empty. Or hers will be empty. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that makes it so precious, John. That makes it so yeah. absolutely sacred, man. Every moment mm-hmm. is so sacred. Mm-hmm. And we miss it. We miss it. Worrying yes. about the That's what my son says. Worrying about the future. Hanging on to the past. That's how we miss the sacred moments of today. But there's a place wow. in Jesus where the past and future leaves us and all the chains of time fall away. We've got time in Christ. We have we have eternal time in Christ. You know? Uh, very, yeah, it's wonderful. Very, wonderful.
1: Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so <laughs> much. That's a perfect spot to end. And we will have you again because I just uh, love hearing you talk. Anytime. Okay? Anytime. Okay?
0: You know. I just uh wow. here am I. Here am I. Okay. I have no agenda, Jim. Wonderful. You know thank you. bless your heart. Thank
1: you, Barry, and give give her love to Mari.
0: Ah, uh, you too. Uh,
1: you guys. Yep. Okay. Bless you. Bye. Bless you, my bye friend. Bye. Bye. bye bye. Well, wasn't that precious? That was <laughs> a really <laughs> precious, you guys. There you go. I want you to hang in there, and I want you to live where you are right now, and remember what he said about being in Christ, not doing for Christ. Now we're in Him and uh, walking. Out with that, all be. God bless you. Come back next week. We'll have another great guest. Guaranteed.